0: everyone and welcome to the Rise with the Light podcast. My name is Susan Fink and this is my weekly podcast dedicated to supporting families raising children with special needs. I'm on a mission to provide hope and positivity through sharing my personal insights, stories, mindset perspectives, and ways to navigate through this journey. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining me today. I wanted to quickly mention that please make sure that you subscribe or follow this podcast so you don't miss another episode. And if these episodes are helping you, please leave a star rating, a comment, or share this podcast so that I can help other people too. So I really appreciate all of the kind words I've received. I appreciate all of the likes and the comments and the sharing. And my whole mission here is just to make sure that I'm helping other people. I'm speaking about my own personal experiences in hopes that this resonates with you and that I can help you know that that you are not alone and that there are so many people out there that can help you. And I am one of those people so that I hope I am a light for you. I hope that this is helping you. And I just wanted to thank you all so much for listening. Now, I wanted to get right into this episode because we have a lot to cover, and I actually put out a poll on which topic to cover first. I have so many topics, and I wanted to make sure that I was resonating with you, that I'm relating to what you really need to hear. So what came out in the the poll was for me to talk about anger. So this episode is all about anger. So first, let me say that you are not alone. Many of us go through anger, and we may not have had challenges with anger before we had our child or before we found out about a diagnosis of autism or other special needs, but here we are dealing with this crazy feeling of anger, the emotions that are running through us, and the ability for anger to really take over our being, to take over our minds, take over our actions, the way that we think, and basically everything. And I don't know about you, but I have dealt with anger through so many different situations. And it is something that can really take over your entire body. And I've experienced that. It is a really difficult emotion to grab a hold of. But I wanted to ask you this question. What are you so angry about? Do you think the anger is about something your child has done or about their diagnosis or maybe about a meltdown or what they did or didn't do or what they can and can't do? Do you think that your anger is actually that? The reason I'm asking you that question is because I want to unpack some of this. And I've dealt with a lot of different types of situations where I've been really angry. And here are some of those situations. So I've been so angry about my son's diagnosis My son has been hitting me a lot lately and this is a new behavior that I'm experiencing and I get really angry and frustrated about it. I mean, he sometimes hits me really hard. He is really strong and he hits me and and slaps me and, you know, all over the place. And sometimes I just get so angry and I get really frustrated about it. I'm angry about my son's inability to communicate, to play with other kids, to understand social norms, to be able to have a conversation. I'm angry about when he has a meltdown. And I'm angry about doing this all alone as a single parent. And I know we have a lot to be angry about, but let's stop and think about why we're angry. Did you ever stop and wonder if your anger is actually about something else and not what is in front of you? So maybe your anger is rooted in something else. So let's unpack some of these things that I'm actually angry about or have been angry about. And I want to unpack them because I want you to see the root of where some of this anger has come from. It is actually not about a certain situation. It goes a lot deeper than that. And I believe that you really have to find the root of what you're angry about. You have to dig deeper to see and understand what that anger is stemming from so that you can actually resolve that anger and you can deal with that anger and face it. Because if we don't know what we're actually angry about... If we don't know the root of it, how are we supposed to resolve it? And how do we deal with it when it comes back up again? So let's unpack some of these. The anger about the diagnosis. When my son was diagnosed, I went through a lot of different emotions many of us have gone through. And anger was definitely one of those. I was so angry about him having autism. But what this was rooted in was actually grieving. Anger is a part of the grieving process, and I was definitely grieving the loss of what I had envisioned, the loss of what I never was going to have. And if you listen to the previous episode, it's, I think it's two episodes before this, grieving the fantasy, grieving something we didn't have, you'll understand what I'm talking about here. I wasn't angry at him. I wasn't angry at my son and his diagnosis. I was going through the grieving process. Now take my son hitting me. I don't know if your son or daughter is physical, but when they hit or slap you around or just they do this out of maybe they're stimming or they're excited about something or they are angry about something or whatever is going on, you know, my son was hitting me and it's constant. And it was rooted in me just being totally annoyed about him doing this physical action. So I wasn't really angry at him about his autism necessarily. I was angry and annoyed about this physical action that he was doing. And I did have to address it. He was also hitting me pretty hard. And I also know that this is probably partly of his age, of how old he is and the stage that he's in in his life, and not necessarily related to autism. And there is a lesson that he needed to learn about understanding his own strength. So I did have to calm down before addressing it with him. I did need to address this with him in the moment that he was actually hitting me. But I also didn't have to go into the extensiveness of talking about what was going on right away. So I knew that if I talked to him right away in more detail, it was going to turn into another type of meltdown. And oftentimes that does with him. If he feels a lot of remorse for something he does, he actually shuts down. So I had to really address this very gently, even though I was really angry and frustrated But I knew that my anger was really just about the physical action. It wasn't anything that defined my son. It was just something that he was doing. So I I did have to address it. But then later, when we didn't have other distractions around us, I was able to debrief with him later and really get his full attention to help him understand what he was doing and why he needed to change that behavior. But again, I wasn't upset at him. I was upset at the action that he was doing. And then I had to figure out a way to resolve that action. Being angry about his meltdowns. Now, this anger is rooted in my inability to manage my own emotions about why he was having a meltdown. I actually didn't know what was causing it, and I was just angry. I was angry with myself. I was angry with where we were. If we were in a public place, I was angry about why he was even doing it versus other kids that were not doing these behaviors. Perhaps I was angry about what other people were thinking. So this anger may have been rooted in multiple things what other people thought. I was comparing my son to other kids, my lack of knowledge of knowing what to do. So I wasn't necessarily angry at him. It was all of these other things that was fueling my anger. The other thing was I was not armed with the tools I needed in order to help him with his meltdown. So that also made me even more angry. It just perpetuated itself. The whole thing about comparing, comparing is the thief of joy. You may have heard that before. And I actually did a video on this on my Instagram TV videos. And I recommend that you watch this because it does go into comparing why we do it and how to stop it. And I admit, I was comparing my son to other kids. Have you ever done that too? Have you ever sat and thought, why is my son doing this? And why aren't other kids doing this? Or my son or daughter is not able to do the things that other kids are able to do. And I'm guilty of that. And I know it's not healthy because it's something that we actually have to change. And the anger for me was more about myself and feeling like a victim. I was thinking of this woe is me mindset. Why me? Why us? I had to change this really quickly to accept what was going on because I couldn't change it. I didn't know what was going on or how to handle it. And this was making me even more angry. Not only was I angry making comparisons, I was concerned about what other people thought, which really at the end of the day, who cares what other people think? The most important thing is figuring out solutions for your child, especially in these really difficult moments. But I was fueling my own anger and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle these situations and these meltdowns. So we need to arm ourselves with information. We need to identify what the triggers are. We need to figure out how to help our children through the meltdown. And even if that means just waiting until it's done, there have been many times where I just sat and waited for the meltdown to be done. And that is not an easy thing to do either. You could sit there and be angry. But there are ways to handle these situations. And if you do have a therapy team, ask the therapy team, ask the team, what are the solutions? What are different situations and different resolutions that you can actually do when your child is going through this so that you don't become more angry, that you know that you have tools available for you, that you can anticipate the triggers and that you're not comparing and, and really stealing yourself of the joy. And we know these things just don't help us. They don't resolve the anger. The other things that I've been angry about were my son's inabilities, his inability to communicate, to play with other kids, to understand social cues, to have conversations. Sometimes I'm trying to talk to him and he's not even paying attention. He's not attending. You know, he's not able to stay on topic with conversations. And I get really frustrated and angry about it. But I realized my anger was rooted in my own selfishness. I wanted him to be able to do these things. I wanted him to be able to communicate and to be able to play with other kids. This is what I wanted. These were my own desires. But he isn't wired this way. I was not fully accepting him for who he is. Instead, I was focused on what I wanted. Have you been there? Have you had these thoughts too? You know, the other thing is I've been angry about going through this alone. I'm a single parent. This has not been easy. This is not an easy journey, even when you have a significant other, let alone going through it alone. So it's difficult. And it's hard not to have someone by our side to help. And with this, not only this dynamic, but also just everyday life. So I found myself getting angry at that. And that anger has fueled other things that I thought I was angry about. And I've since been able to let it go and focus on my purpose and focus on my son, obviously. But it wasn't always easy. So the bottom line is our anger may not be obvious. It may be rooted in something else. So you have to dig deeper into identifying what you're really angry about. Dig beyond the surface, dig beyond what you think is obvious, dig beyond what you think is in front of you that's making you angry, because I guarantee you, it may not be actually that situation. It may not be what's currently happening. There may be something deeper in you that needs to be resolved. So really identifying that is the first step, and then you can work to resolve it. So speaking of resolving anger, what can you do when you feel that anger rising inside of you? Do you take it out on other people? Do you take it out on your child? I say, don't do that. Try not to take your anger out on other people. You have to really look within to identify what is making you angry, like I just said. There are also things that you can do in the moment. I know things happen in the moment and things can move really quickly. And I experience that with my son a lot. There's some things that happen and I just, I can feel that anger just boiling inside of me. I can feel this negative emotion just rising up inside of me. There are things that we can do. We have to build our toolbox of things that we can do to help us resolve this anger and to also resolve it in the moment. Now, this takes intention. It takes practice. You have to be so aware of your emotions. And some of us aren't aware of our emotions. Sometimes we act without even thinking or we say things without even thinking. And that's why this takes so much intention and so much practice. So the first thing I would say to do is when you feel this feeling coming up inside of you to stop, to pause before you do anything. I am a Christian, and you may have heard this before, and by no means am I trying to push any religion on you, but hear me out on this. It's from the book of James one nineteen, and it says, Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And there's a lot of other scripture before it and after it, but this statement, everyone should be quick to listen, Slow to speak and slow to become angry is something that really resonates with me. Even if you're not a Christian, right? Even if you are not religious at all, this statement is so important. And what it basically is saying is to just stop. Practice stopping. Practice listening. Think through what you're going to say. Think through how you're going to say it. Think through what you're going to do. What are your actions going to be? Think through all of that before you do them. And the way to do that is to just stop, to pause, to slow down. I think all of us can agree that anger does not solve any problem. We all know that, right? It only makes things worse and usually is followed up with other feelings. So how do you feel when you're angry? How do you feel when you do something or say something that you didn't really mean, that you said it or did it in the moment and you didn't actually think through it? How did that make you feel? How did that make the other person feel? Did it make things any better? Oftentimes, when we don't think through what we say or do, the other feeling that comes with this is guilt. And we also cause damage, right? Do we cause damage in our relationships? Do we potentially damage trust between our relationships? So there isn't ever a positive outcome when we act or say things that we didn't think through and that we do out of our emotion of anger. So the first thing you can do is just stop, pause, wait, be quick to listen, be slow to speak, be slow to become angry. Don't let the anger take control of you. Take control of the anger. We also have to find a way to calm ourselves down. Anger can creep up so fast, and unless you're aware of it, you may actually say something or do something you don't mean. So is there a way for you to calm down? In some cases, you might have to step away if it's safe to do that. I have felt these negative feelings of anger creep up inside of me, and I have had to walk away. I've had to walk away, take some deep breaths, give myself a moment to think about what I'm going to do next, to think about what I'm going to say and figure out how to just navigate through the situation that has made me angry and to really identify, again, the root of why I'm angry. Do you have meditation or breathing techniques that you can turn to? I recommend figuring out what are the tools in your toolbox on how to deal with anger, especially in the moment. The other thing is, do you need to hit something? (laughs) I have actually felt like this before. I've felt this emotion of anger that I needed to let it out. Do you need to scream into a pillow? You know, letting this out really is healing. I actually took up a kickboxing class because I needed to get these emotions out. I felt like punching the bag and hitting uh, and kicking and punching. I felt like that was actually healing for me. It helped me release this energy. It helped me release that anger and frustration and just get all of those emotions out. Maybe it's not physically hitting something. Maybe it's not kickboxing or boxing or anything like that. Maybe it's just exercising. Does running or other types of exercise help you? Exercising can release that energy also and also help you gain dopamine in your brain as you create those endorphins, right? When you exercise, you create endorphins in your brain that help you feel better. So does exercise help you get grounded? Does it help you release that energy and help you become ready to tackle what is coming your way? What about a morning or evening routine what do you do in the morning to help you get ready and grounded for the day or even in the evening what do you do in the evening to think about your day and get ready for the next day do you spend time by yourself have you ever journaled do you journal and get all of those feelings out just brain dump everything in your mind not only what you're thinking about but how you're feeling praying meditating focusing on gratitude what is it that works for you You really need to figure this out so that you can get grounded in yourself. You can get grounded in your emotions. You can let all of those things go and turn those things over and let them go. So figuring out what your routines are. How do you spend time by yourself? How do you release this energy? It becomes so critical so that we can become more aware of our emotions and know how we can handle them. A support system. Do you have people to turn to? Do you have people you can talk to and relate to? I find that having a child with autism, I relate to people who also have children with autism or other special needs. Sometimes our family may not necessarily understand, but they can be a great support system. But other times you may need someone who can really relate to you and understand fully what you're going through. Do you need to talk to a therapist? There is no shame in talking to a therapist. Having a third party help you figure out your emotions and help you navigate them can be so helpful. If you don't have someone to turn to, turn to me, DM me. I would love to help you. I've already helped a lot of different people work through and navigate some of their most challenging times and some of their difficult times that they're going through, especially being a parent with a child with special needs. So if you don't have anyone, DM me. We all need to have a support system. Is your support system your faith? I've leaned on my faith so much through this journey and continue to do that turning things over, letting things go, praying about them, talking about them, journaling about them. There's so much that you need to do to let all of these emotions out. And figuring out a support system, figuring out your toolbox is so critical for your success in this. It's so critical for your family, your loved ones, your significant other, your child. It's so important to know how to navigate this and manage your own emotions, especially as it relates to anger. Now, the bottom line is you have to let this anger out. You have to let any of your emotions out. You have to let them go. Because if you don't do this, it will fester inside of you. You will build up resentments. And it may potentially come out in a really negative way. So don't sweep them under the rug. Don't disregard your emotions. Figure out where they're rooted from. Figure out ways to navigate them. Figure out solutions for yourself, what your toolbox is. Be intentional. In some generations, they do this. They sweep things under the rug. I know in a lot of older generations, they don't talk about their emotions or get them out or let them go. And that is just not healthy. You need to talk about it. You need to release it. You need to let it out and you need to let it go. The last thing I wanted to touch on is acceptance. Perhaps we're angry because we just haven't fully accepted what is going on. We're holding on thinking things will change when they aren't going to change fast enough, when they aren't changing at all. We want to take it out on someone, our kids, our spouse, our significant other. And oftentimes it's our own inability to accept the things that we cannot change. That's really making us angry. It's our want and desire for something we envisioned in our lives that doesn't exist. We may feel sorry for ourselves and haven't gotten to a place where we have accepted our child for who they are, for everything they are. And we're stuck in our own emotions of anger, resentment, and not being able to let go not being able to fully accept. And we do have to figure this out. We have to figure out how to let things go, how to let this go. We have to make a shift to acceptance, even acceptance through some of the most difficult times. And I totally understand this. I'm tearing up talking about this right now. I teared up and cried writing this episode because I know how difficult things can get. But we have to move forward. We have to move beyond that. We have to move beyond what we may have wanted, what we may have hoped for, what we may have realized that we cannot change. We have to progress forward ourselves and focus on what we have right in front of us. Our children may have their own special needs, but they are also so special in so many ways. Don't let anger get in the way of being able to see all of this that's in front of you. And I know it's difficult to. I know there are times where we let our emotions take over. And if you've let anger take over, and if you've let your emotions take over you, and you may have said or done something that you feel guilty about, you are not alone. Just know that you are not alone. I've done those same things. I sit here having guilt myself, but I've had to let those things go because there is nothing that that is serving me for. It's not helping me. So I want you to know that you're not alone. Figure out what is causing your anger. Work through it to help dissolve that anger and figure out what your toolbox is so that you can pull those tools out when you are stuck in a situation where you feel your anger coming and you need to resolve it right then and there. Now that's it for this episode. If you can relate to this, please subscribe or follow this podcast so that you don't miss another episode. And please share this episode with someone you may know who needs to hear it. And DM me at SusanFink.Rise. I would really love to hear from you to hear if this episode or if other episodes have helped you. And like I said, if you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to relate to, DM me. I would really love to hear from you. And one other thing before I go, I have partnered with Inclusion and Kindness, and we are trying to find people who live the life of kindness. If you would like to nominate someone so they can receive a free giveaway, DM me at SusanFink.Rise to nominate someone who does live a life of kindness. And as you know, my mission is to help as many people as I can, and I cannot do that without you. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support and sharing this podcast to help other people. And until next time, I appreciate, I empathize, and I am here for you. And we can do this.